You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everybody. This is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority with Podcast Healing Matters. Um, you can find out about me, strategichealing.us. Um, that's uh, my website. I'm also on YouTube, and uh, YouTube the channel is Jason Eagle QRA. Um, and you're on my Facebook as well, which is Strategic Healing. So um, here we go. Today's is uh, we're talking about sinuses, sinus concerns, sinus troubles. What are sinuses? Sinuses are a big thing. Sinuses are connected to lots of different things. Um, and it's a sinuses are a concept too. There's so much that can go into your sinuses because they're not what you think they are. Okay, so let's get into it. Let me take a sip here. Get ready for the big one. Okay, so sinuses, that's breathing through your nose and you've got two nostrils, okay? But your sinuses, if you really see what they are, that's why the people that are the sinus doctors are what's called an ENT or ear, nose, and throat because actually they're all connected. And we've seen this before, which is when you tear up, when you start to get teary, you get the sniffles because literally tears are leaking into your nose. So there's a pipe that connects your actual nostrils breathing to your eye okay that's why sometimes you can see the videos of people where they can squirt liquid or milk or something like that by you know doing that and they can squeeze it out of their eye and it's like oh god that's crazy no because that's connected now there's an also another tube which is called the eustachian tubes and that's connected to the ear so the ear is literally when you're swallowing swallowing or snorting up like that you're not only you're clearing out stuff that is inside. Now let me also describe that it also looks like a butterfly, which is it's these canals, it's these caverns. You have the underground caves inside. You have you know mammoth cave in uh, above and below each eye, and it goes deep into your head. If you see your nose, you're touching your nose. Now go back all the way to just in front of your ear. Well, kind of like at your your eye. Actually, it does. It kind of goes back. So like right at like your cheek, if you were to kind of go back through there, and actually it does go through your ear. So there's a cavern. So if you were to kind of go from like your eye to all the way to your ear, if you're taking like a, a, a line straight across, like where your glasses would be, that's how far back in your sinuses go. Now, also your sinuses, like those caverns that are underneath, which is called ethmoid and what... Uh, Go up underneath your mouth. So your nose right right here, if you stick your finger in your nose, pick your nose, you're going to feel that there's a, a wall that goes through the middle, and that's what's called the septum, and it's kind of like a wall. It's like a flexible wall that kind of goes of a bone, but it's connected with cartilage. That's why my grandpa was a, a fighter. He, he was a Golden Globes or whatever in, back in the 20s, and he had broken nose so many times that his nose was like jelly. Right, and I'm going to talk a little bit too about Grandpa always having to clear his nose, always having lots of snot. Um, but that go up in the roof of your mouth, okay? And if you let's say you had your wisdom teeth, right? Let's say you still had your wisdom teeth, which is open all the way back, so the heart, the palate, which is the the roof, the dome of your mouth, right underneath that. If you were to stick your finger 
uh, right there, that's your that's your nasal cavity. If you were to stick your finger, one pinky in your nose and one at the roof of your mouth, you could almost touch them. You can see how thin that is. Now take that all the way back, like I said, to your ears. And so inside, if you saw what your your face looked like behind your cheeks under your eyes, is hollow cavities. And these hollow cavities are actually cavities of bone. So the bone is like you got big holes in your your you know inside your skull. And then it's lined with this tissue, and this tissue is very pillowy, okay? This is this what's called a mucosal membrane, but the sinus mucosal membrane is, it's designed to swell up. And part of the swelling up is because if you're in a cave somewhere, or if you're somewhere where this thing just all of a sudden exploded, this toxic smoke, your nose should be able to, number one, start to close down and close these air pathways and then also fill it up with mucus because the mucus is like the blob, which is it's your immune system. It's a special tissue that's secreted, but it's very gluey and very gummy because it will grab onto dirt particles and pollen and all this other stuff. And so when people have sinus conditions, they're constantly having these layers of different things, which is things plug up. And we'll talk a little bit about that, some of the mechanical reasons why that plug up. But keep in mind, this can also be plugging up inside the eustachian tubes, inside the ears. So people that, you know, uh, uh, long and short of it, sometimes your sinus uh, condition is only cured when you can get the wax out of your ears. And some people don't know how to clean their ears. And, you know, again, any emergency room or doctor will tell you, like, you know, we have to, you know, grandma, some who's especially been using the Q-tip all the time, is like they're just jamming stuff in there. And if they've caught these sinus infections and stuff like that, then it eventually becomes, you know, blocked and it can be blocked off with like just pound, you know, tons of wax and stuff like that. And so clearing the wax out of the ears is sometimes which allows this constant chronic thing because I'll talk about this, which is sinus problems can come from the bottom up, which is the guts because again, let's get into the territory. I just explained what your, your nose, the eye, ear, nose, and throat, the eyes, ear, nose, and throat is all connected a two, but that connected is you swallow and that goes also to your, your it splits right at your throat and one goes to the um, uh, esophagus, which goes down into the stomach. And then one, there's a little flap that goes back and forth that goes to your lungs. So you don't breathe in food, right? And so they're supposed to kind of shut off. So it goes into the, but it's still connected in the same pipe. So your lungs are connected to that. And then also all the way down from, you know, what we, they call in the food industry, like nose to tail to snout, uh, snout to tail, which is all the way to your butt, all the way to your rectum and anus. And so your nose, which is going all the way through the stomach, the small intestine, the large intestine, the colon, all this other stuff. So that's why if you have certain infections or dysbiosis, meaning your immune system is always fighting something that's a toxic or an invader. And if the invader got deep down into your guts, that's the thing that can be bubbling up into your sinuses all the time. And so a lot of times that's where we get into a lot of digestive problems are the things. And we get into what are some of the causes. Sometimes one of the things is it, it, they would like to say it's allergies in terms of it's the breathing in ragweeds type of stuff. But it can also be allergic reactions to people, for instance, with dairy. So where's the dairy going? It's not going into your nose. It's going into your guts, and then you have to kind of digest it. So, you know, we, we kind of know people that get really gassy and, uh, and you know, uh, lactose intolerant. 
But so you can have micro lactose intolerant or you can have, let's say, um, gluten intolerance. People who are intolerant to wheat and they're constantly eating it is constantly making you have this sinus trouble. So you're poisoning yourself. So in the indication, I'll get in terms of what sinuses are, but let me cut to the chase on that one, which is how do you know it's your food? And there's a caveat to that one and I'll get, and that's where it's the teeth too, because let's also get back to the structure. But, um, if the digestive tract, if you're constantly eating a poison that is your body's building up an immune system, let's say the peanut allergy person and, the, and they're constantly eating little bits of peanut and, and they're having an immune reaction. And so, again, if it's a food thing, the telltale sign this is when you eat it, you start getting sniffly. So let's say a person eats a salad or eats a fruit or something like that or, or something that typically is like blueberries that's non-allergenic. Unless something weird is going on, they will not get sniffly, right? Whereas if they eat, let's say, the cheese or they eat any of these things and you start to get sniffly, you start to hear a person get like this or you start that the nose starts to run either immediately with that food or let's say within 20 minutes. Let's say you sat down and you ate those, that cheese sandwich or something like that. And about 10 to 20 minutes later, you're now you're getting all nasally. That is a telltale sign that it is the food. And so what you do is, is you, you know, one of the things I help people with this is, is, you know, starting to, if it is the food, but you don't know what the food is, is you do a restrictive diet. And again, I, I like to recommend, you know, the, the meat and greens, the Chinese meat and greens, which is, it's, and it's very, very, very basic. You're just having meat and vegetables. And, um, and you limit it to that. You don't have the dairy. You don't have any of the, the grains. You don't have any of this stuff. And you do this for about a week to two weeks. And if your sinuses get way better or any little bit better, meaning, wow, like that's better, then you know that it's your food. Okay. And then you start to wean yourself back into the foods and then you can start to determine what that is. Sometimes it is because your guts are so plugged up. So a lot of times, Within Chinese medicine, they're talking about the small intestine, the large intestine, is if you are not a good pooper and you, you know, are very clogged up, older person that's clogged up, and that's what colonics and, and, um, correct laxatives and stimulative laxatives, as well as just, you know, th that whole world of cleaning your, a cleanse, what they would call a kind of cleanse. Now, a lot of times when they say cleanse, they're talking about the intestines, and a lot of people are also talking about the liver gallbladder. That's a liver gall, and that also can be one of the things, because within the meridians, the all of these intestinal things go through the sinus area, per se. Um, and so that's the, one of the, we can talk about that a little bit later, but that's, I'm just kind of going the bullet points of what it could be. If it's coming from the bottom up, again, that's one of the things that most people would not think about, unless you're a natural type of thing. Um, and that's one thing that you want to know, because that's the only way to fix it. Now, sometimes, too, it's a spine. Sometimes it's a, literally, you have a spinal problem. And I've known a lot of people that have had, like, for instance, from uh, falling down and, and hitting the tailbone, or let's say a whiplash neck injury, um, especially C1. So there's a lot of people that have had neck troubles where the body work slash chiropractic and getting an adjustment can make all the difference because now the nerves are working better. Um, I'll get a little bit later into mud packs. Mud packs directly on the sinus or other parts of the body is, is it, when you have, well, I've tried everything else and nothing else works. That's one of the things. Um, then we can also talk about the infection right there. Okay. 
So sinus infection uh, is, again, especially if it's plugged up, it's these canals have like the pillowy tissue has now closed together and then it's sealing in some old mucus. And many times you'll find people that have, this is where some of the neti pot has really helped, which is using the salt water flush and xylitol water flush and stuff like that. Because sometimes you got to clear out those jams and sometimes you can have old dried mucus that is very infectious, that is just a harboring ground because it's warm and dark and moist up in there and it's a perfect growing medium. The sinuses and as I said, behind the eyes and all this other stuff, it's a perfect place for stuff to hold up and your body just can't get rid of it. So sometimes mechanically having these things taken out with a, um, you know, even the, uh, what is it? They make a, um, my dad used to have one, which was uh, the water pick. They make a, which usually squirts a jet of water into your teeth and you can put salt water in there or whatever. You can hook it up to actually go into the sinuses and clean that sinuses out. Um, sometimes it's what's called a polyp. Literally their body has created inside, especially because they are, are basically tunnels that go into great big caverns. So the tunnels that go between the ones above the eyes to the central core, which is in the nose, um, deep inside there. And then the ones that also go to below the eyes, there are these tunnels and these tunnels can then get a, essentially a tumor. A polyp is a tumor. Now it's a response to infection. So if you can clear the infection out, um, a lot of times people with polyps or this is, they're the ones that have to constantly be on antibiotics uh, and things like that. But the whisker of antibiotics, eventually you develop superbugs in your own body and antibiotics don't work anymore. And now you've messed up your gut. And so it really can do a lot wrong. But so that's, if it is a polyp, if it actually is something structurally there, there are some uh, uh, passive ways to shrink it and get it to, to go, but also sometimes that's where surgery comes in. Um, again, you don't immediately go to surgery, but that's where an ear, nose, and throat kind of comes in. And they and sometimes the only way to open it up and clear it out and clean it out is to actually get that blockage out of there. Um, it, uh, then the other thing is we get into another thing that's the what's called the tonsils adenoids. Those are connected. So a lot of times when people have swollen adenoids that they're really, really big, that's another thing that's trapping and closing off because when you have that nasal drainage that it's going down the back of your throat because that nasal will actually drain these juices back down into and it goes into your stomach okay and that's the way it's you know killed which is either you spit it up and you cough it up or it goes into the acid of the stomach and you kill it so your body is designed to kind of clean this thing out okay well the adenoids are these these glands in here and, you know, when a person gets a strep throat or something like that, they can have where these the adenoids become swollen. But if you get people, especially from a young age, that has some of these things going on and they have chronic, chronic, chronic um, infections to the point of where the adenoids... See, they used to, if you remember, like, their old Richard Scary books or something like that, or the old books of, like, you know, children's book of the 1950s, you know, a big part of it was kids sitting in the hospital eating ice cream because they had their tonsils out. And so, because it happened a lot. And they used to take tonsils out, like, left and right all the time. Now, they rarely do it. Um, and sometimes I've seen some cases where actually that was what finally stopped us. Because the, actually, adenoids became so infected and they can actually develop stones that they became permanently enlarged. 
And these are people that then later had, for instance, a um, blockage of the airway and had a lot of sleep apnea and stuff like that. Um, the chronic sinus stuff turns into sleep apnea where you're not breathing through the night and it gets, you know. So I have known people that their sinuses finally, after year and year, year, finally cleared up after having it removed. But there is another way to go, which is Dr. Taylor, Dr. Eric Taylor. He's this dentist, and there's a couple other ones that he uses a laser. But there's this very specific laser called the Night Lays Laser. It can be used for dental, but it can also be dialed into a specific frequency where they shine it. They stick it down your throat, and you say, ah, and then they shine this thing um, into the adenoids. And where swollen adenoids actually will, it contours them. It's not cutting them away. It actually is sending this healing light and it gets rid of the infection. And so with swollen, swollen adenoids and distended and now are big, because when they say, okay, open your mouth and say, ah, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at down your throat and these adenoids, if they're the normal shape, they kind of peek out a little bit, but not much. But if you say, ah, when a person has swollen adenoids, you see it's like the uvula is that little thing that hangs down, that little dangle, but then it should have a clear airway. Like the, it should be then a, a good shape tube, pretty big when a person goes, ah, so they can breathe in. But with a swollen adenoid, you could see it's these little, these other structures, these glands that are like, like golf balls. And they can become like the size of golf balls. They're narrowing that spaceway. So they used to take them out. They don't take them out as often. Um, but again, if that's one of the problems, uh, then that's where the mechanical fix of actually, and like I said, I recommend Dr. Eric Taylor, uh, because this, he's the only one that I know in Michigan that has a night laser laser and it does reduce the size of them. It really is, is amazing. So if you're the right candidate for that and you got these swollen adenoids, that might be part of it. Okay. Um, as I said, uh, toxic colon, sometimes we can have where people have lots of lung infection and so they're coughing it up. They're coughing this stuff up and what's causing the nas the sinuses is because essentially they, they got bad lungs and uh, again, like a big time smoker that has really tight, that had been just smoking regular old, you know, full additive proof, super toxic chemical cigarettes or tobacco for years and years is there, that's breathing up into the sinuses. And so, um, there are things you can do. I'll get later in terms of what you can do to clean your lungs out, to clean your sinuses out. The air you breathe, you can actually change the air you breathe and fix it in the nose and in the lungs, or at least help it. Okay. Like you would want to know if a bandaid need or a wound needs a bandaid. So it, sometimes it's not everything, but it's something. Okay. Which is even the air you breathe. And so we'll talk a little bit of, of, of you know, we're not talking about an oxygen tank. I don't want things to get that far. If it's gotten that far, boy, oh boy, you're, you're, you know, boy, it's hard to get out. So we're talking about why do I want to treat these things as sinuses? Because, you know, literally a lot of the people that are on oxygen and stuff like that is they didn't treat the sinus. They didn't treat these things. And this is what happens later because it creates some permanent damage. So, uh, and again, many times people with sinuses, like my father, was became addicted to the nasal spray, the, the decongestant antihistamine type of thing. But he became addicted to it because, um, what happened is, is that his system, when he would spray it, that would be the thing that dilated and opened up and he could breathe a little bit, but then it would close back down. And then even the tissues then became addicted. So he, it, when it would close back down, if he didn't keep doing that stuff, it wouldn't open up and he couldn't breathe. 
Um, he had a bunch of these. He had to have a bunch of nasal surgeries and stuff like that. Now, where my father is, is that's where you get into it, where sometimes the nose itself. So let's talk about the nose itself, which is a lot of people think it's my nose. Well, it's this whole cavity type of thing, and it can be from breaking your nose. So let's say a person that got punched. And remember the story was told about my father, probably the first time that it happened, because my father was not born with this. Um, it was, you know, when he was, but he did, he had a really, really bad, he suffered with really bad sinuses for a long time. And, uh, but it probably started when he was, I think, a teenager. The story goes is that there was some guy that was picking on some girl and my dad stood up and he got punched in the nose and he came home and he had bloody nose and, and he was, didn't tell grandma about it, didn't tell his mother about it and they didn't go get it treated or anything like that. But what can you do like with a broken nose? But it, it, he had a deviated septum and again is it now what can you do if you do have a broken nose and there's a deviated septum? Sometimes it can be repaired and non-surgically. Let me tell you about this. You may not know because there's a lot of people that have a deviated septum. What is a proof positive that you do have a deviated septum is you can always test yourself. So get your nose on a good day where I can breathe from both nostrils. So there's air going on that one. They're about equal. They're a little plugged up today, but not too bad. At least I can breathe through both of them. But you'll get some people where it's like, only one works and then the other one doesn't work. Now, sometimes it can be plugged up with, with stuff, but sometimes it can actually be like people never get any air into that airway because the, the little door is closed it shut. Now, there is a technique that the ear, nose, and throat guys can do, but also some chiropractors, and it's a balloon. And what they do is, again, you know... Because I can't stick my finger up there, like if you could get your finger up there, you could actually move it back in place. Like, you know, a, a neck vertebrae being out of place, like a, ver a doctor or a chiropractor is able to pop and pop it back in place or whoop, move it back in place. And then now it opens up. Well, you know, typically they, you know, most people don't treat this and either it's surgery or something like that. Well, the balloon actually is they stick these things up the nose. They're kind of like these little gauze type of things. And they fit right inside your nose and you can, you can breathe through your mouth. So it's not, and what it does is they slowly inflate. And what the, the air does is it balances it and literally will, they can direct the airflow so that they can inflate the bag a little bit more on one side and that moves the septum back in place. So sometimes if we have a deviated septum from a car crash or get punched when we are younger or something like that, which happens to a lot of people, mechanically it can be put back in place so that you have equal, like so that the tunnels, the actual nose tunnels are the same size. A lot of times you can see people where like their nose is twisted and it wasn't that they were broken. It, it like their jaws twisted and one eye or one ear is like their whole head is shifted. And a lot of that has to do with just how people kind of grow, but also it can come from spinal damage. So that's a good example of some people that have chronic facial distortion and uh, the sinuses that are with that. It has to do with the forces that are going through their body and that can be changed. Um, now let's get again to one of the top things that sinuses are, because what's right next to your sinuses? It's dental. It's your teeth. So if you have, for instance, dental infection, a bad tooth, especially in the upper mouth, you got the lower jaw, but then the upper. The upper is right where the sinuses are. And um, actually, many times, some people, the roots of the actual teeth grow right into the sinuses, kind of kind of erupt in that cavern. 
So that's why sometimes people having a tooth removed, it can actually pop a hole in their sinuses and it has to be repaired. But if we have, let's say, gingivitis, okay, which is very, very common, but the rotting gums, okay, that, where's the rotting going? It's going right up into the sinuses. So the juices go into the sinuses, but also you have to understand, like the reason that people with gingivitis have stinky breath, really stinky mouth, and it almost smells, you know, poopy is because it is these bacteria that are living inside there. And what you're smelling is the gases that the bacteria are producing, right? And many of these gases actually, if you, they test them, um, especially these, the ones that live inside the gingival pockets can tend to be anaerobic and the gases they produce is cyanide. So many times, and cyanide, won't cyanide kill you? Yeah, yes, actually. So what's happening is, is if we have this, a bad tooth with a bad root or ginger, and many times people have multiple, um, then those infection, until the, that tooth is taken care of, until the, the gingivitis is treated, and there's, uh, I also uh, recommend Dr. Nemeth. Dr. Nemeth does this, uh, uses a laser. Now they used to have to scrape and stuff like that. Now it's just glorious. You just use a special laser. And what it does is it kills the infection, gets the gums to tighten up. And I've known many people who've had a tooth removed or and or treatment of their gingivitis that made the sinuses because that's where it was coming from. Is the, you know, you want the sinuses to stop reacting but you don't want it to stop reacting to an actual attack, right? And so many people that are on a lot of sinus medications and Allertac and all this other stuff is they're sedating their immune. Because again, if you go to, let's say, an antihistamine, histamine is a reaction to an infection or a trauma. So, okay, what's a histamine? So a histamine reaction is, is you got sinuses and the watery eyes and the dry eyes and all this other stuff that they say, ah, oh, take a Benadryl. Okay, well, a true histamine, again, histamine is not a bad thing. Histamine is supposed to be there. What's a histamine reaction? It is a bee sting or is a, a, a poison ivy or it is hives or it is a mosquito bite. When you get punctured by these things or touched by these things, then your body develops a redness and a welt and a swelling and it sends that's what um, a histamine reaction is and you want your body to do that because you know the problem with a a you know and you want it to be a correct histamine reaction not an overreaction and so the whole idea of taking allergy medications is going like oh your immune system is stupid doesn't know what it's doing we're just going to turn it off right and so you have all of these different things that you turn off what's called the the immune response and histamine is one of them, but then we can also get into, let's say the Zyrtec or these other things. They're turning off what's called the cytokines. They're basically tying your arms behind its back. It's taking the immune system and instead of supporting its fight or actually even tracking down what it's fighting, it's saying, ah, you're not fighting. Like you're just overreacting. It's kind of like the, what they call the hysterectomy. That's why they called it a hysterectomy. Ah, this lady's crazy. <laughs> let's take her uterus out. That's what they called it. She's hysterical, you know? And so you know, there's some real brutal stuff that medicine, that healthcare has done. But again, it is like I like to say, which is anytime your body has a reaction, especially an immune reaction, it's like Lassie or it's like 
you know, the boy who cries wolf, but the boy that cries wolf that has scratches on his body. So it's not appropriate to call him even the boy that calls wolf. It's the wounded boy. It's like <laughs> you literally have the scars for it. So an immune reaction needs to be tracked down rather than sedated. Because if you keep putting people on, let's say, allergy medications from their toxic reaction to the poisons in their mouth, you're going to make them sicker and sicker and actually eventually speed up their death because you're taking away its ability and then not addressing what, and many dentists, you know, and again, here's one of the other things that it can be really get sophisticated is that it could be an old dental restoration. So you can have infection not in the root or an old root canal can be it, but let's say, let's go to dental rest, the old fillings. Look at people with old silver fillings that are black. They, ah, oh, I got these fillings in, in this molar. Well, the fillings are metal. That's why the new dental is you don't use metal. You use metal free, meaning you use the ceramic, uh, um, uh, the, the injectable ceramic or the composite or something like that. Now they make an injectable flowable ceramic so you can get the, or the best of the best, which is it's able to glue to the tooth. So you can put a filling in. And the problem with metal is that metal, when you drink hot, and cold, the metal shrinks and expands faster than the tooth does. That's why sensitive teeth come from having the metal fillings. Well, eventually what happens is because there's no glue that makes a, a silver filling, mercury silver filling, attached to the tooth. And so eventually it, it's 20, 30 years old. You've got cracks in that thing and salivas. And what happens is, is that filling has filled up the tooth. And so it's really sitting inside the tooth kind of like a, a caldera. And what's happening is, is underneath that, there's a whole party of bacteria growing in there, eating away at the tooth, but more importantly, oozing into your mouth and gassing into your sinuses. So people are swallowing this stuff and people are literally vaporizing in their sinuses. So I've known many people, which is, you're never going to fix your sinuses until you address the teeth. And there's many dentists who don't think nasal has anything to do. And there's many any, any, any ENTs that don't think that dental has anything to do. It's like they've got a separate mind. It's compartmentalized. But I'm telling you, the real good dentist and the real good ENT goes, oh, that's what it is. It's your teeth, your rotten gums that are gassing into your nose that are constantly making you constantly all plugged up. And the plugged up is not something that we should turn it off to make you feel better. Or even the neti, even natural people do this. I just do a bunch of neti pots or something like that. But don't address where it's coming from, which is if it's the tooth, you gotta deal with the tooth. Um, and sometimes too, it can be the glands inside here, the salivary glands. So again, when you go into the gut, we talk about like a dysbiosis. So for many times, it's getting rid of the gut infections. I found allicidin, which is garlic, to be very, very helpful. Um, when I talked about the allergy type of stuff, the aller cleanse which has quercetin in it and NAC. Um, I've talked about when people have plugged up nose and it's just like thick and it won't come out. Um, you wish it could blow it out. You take NAC, like four NAC, even a couple times a day. You keep taking NAC and acetylcysteine until it starts to flow. And then it starts, and then it starts to flow out. You blow it, you get rid of it, and then you clear it out. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff that you can do. But like I said, I'm talking about concepts of what could it be? Because you track this stuff down. Um, like I said, the, the dental is one of the big things that's that's really not really well looked into and not really well understood. Um, 
Oh, and that's where I go, okay, the gut, we all know about, like, for instance, like I said, the gut infection. Like I said, you could take elicidin. There's a whole bunch, a whole host of all different types of things. But once you kill, oh, a good, uh, another thing is just people who have the very big bellies, the big swollen bellies that it's because of the sugar. So people with yeast infections or have a dysbiosis of too much of the um, uh, candida, um, the pot belly beer drinker kind of guy is really just like blown up with gases. And that's also what's going to their gut. So you find a lot of people, which then develops what's called the dysbiosis. So my tactic is you got to first get rid of the enemy and really calm them down and then rebuild. So when do probiotics come in? Probiotics come in after you've really done kind of the, the, the big war. And probiotics, we know about probiotics for the gut. That can help the sinuses. But there are actually probiotics in the sinuses themselves. And uh, there's a special one called uh, BLIS, something like that. I don't remember. But it what it is is we have different glands that are inside here, that are inside the mouth, okay, that literally secrete into the nose, okay? So the salivary glands and the submandibular glands, these are glands that secrete juices. That is, you mouth waters when you're hungry. Mouth watering also even opens up the nose because part of tasting is actually a smelling. So like, again, when you're tasting a, a good wine, you take it or a good, you sip it because actually some of the tasters are in there. So when we start to salivate, it actually activates the nose too. Then we also have what's called the parotid glands, which are right here in the cheek. These are all part of not only secreting enzymes to digest, but also very specific organs that if we ever get an infection, and again, sinus infections are going to be very, very apt to happen, and dental infections. Now, again, when I call a dental infection, let's say a normal person that has super, super healthy mouth, a person who's like, you know, from Africa and they have their full mouth of teeth and they've never been to the dentist, okay? Well, they still have to have some sort of infection response inside, an immune response inside the mouth because everybody's always chewing on something, whether it's a piece of meat or it's a little seed that gets underneath the gum that you have to use floss for, okay? Now, there are many people, literally, truth be told, really super healthy people that have never flossed and never brushed their teeth because they have a great immune response. And what's supposed to happen is when you, but they still get these things inside their gums. What happens is, is the body's immune system through these organs will cause the immune system to go there. That swells it up a little bit and then it spits it out. And so, you know, our ancestors are literally could live without, but see, it's always better to learn a little bit of hygiene. And so, um, that's what these organs are. So the organs are not just part of digestion. They are literally part of, this is a very risky place to be. And so we want really good immune system there. And immune system is this in these immune organs and it's a probiotic. So there's a probiotic that you can take that actually helps to stimulate the probiotics inside the mouth. Um, xylitol, which is you can get the xylar nasal spray and also dental stuff because it's the xylitol is one of these healing sugars that kills off the bad bacteria while supporting and, and it's a probiotic. It's what's called a prebiotic. And so you can ingest it. You can put it in the nose. You can also 
put it in, in, in the toothpaste is made with it. Um, there's mouthwash. There's all, so you can do your teeth with it. And that's essentially what is a really good thing about really helping sinuses is really taking your best dental care. Um, you can't check off the list that you've done everything for the nose until you really have done everything for the teeth. Um, then sometimes we get into the nose literally can be, it, like I said, broken and damaged. And that's where we do what's called the mud packs or caster packs. Um, because again, it's, it's, the body has to connect to it with the immune system and, and the neurology. Okay. So your nose, every part of your body, Every single little cell has to connect to the brain and that's electromagnetic. It has to be connected to the magnetic field. And so sometimes injuries not only do damage in terms of shifting something around the body, but it can, it can essentially blow an invisible fuse, a field. Now in that realm, no amount of surgery or this other stuff even though you put it right in the back place, if the energy's not on, you can't, it doesn't work. So the mud packs, essentially, I've seen people that have actually even had a deviated septum. We did the mud packs correctly, the eye packs, not just on the nose. There's a very specific sequence, but it includes, yes, doing it on the nose. I've seen their nasal thing clear up and then a deviated septum actually move back in place, meaning it moved itself back. That happens. I've seen broken clavicles moving back in place without being pushed on because it's, it's just so hard to describe, but it's not. It's, you are growing. Your body is growing because it's being put there. If you think about what the body is, is essentially the body is constantly a 3D printer. And so even in a 3D printer, if something comes out wrong, it can be remade and made right. But see, what it's being made as is it's the computer code. So there's an invisible energy field, essentially, that is the growth pattern upon which our body is. And every seven years, you're a whole new cell. And so literally, if the cells were over here within seven years, theoretically and practically, it should be back to where it was supposed to be. But those forces have to be there. Um and so that's where we get into the, the eye packs uh, of doing that. Um, castor oil packs is literally you can do a castor oil pack on the nose. That, include, that includes, so if we have a lot of sinus problems or a lot of the sinus infections, so the people that have like, for instance, those literally where the caverns are old and, and you need to clean out the sinus cavities, how would you do that if you can't scrape them out? And, and again, you can't, the neti pot doesn't go all the way in there. You don't, you're never going to be able to get water to go in there. However, you can get almost kind of a drawing effect. So there are mud packs, the clay packs that do a drawing effect. Like a potato will suck a, a, uh, infection out or an onion will suck an infection out. Actually, it does that. I've seen people that have had a sliver that literally when it's deep in and you couldn't get it out and then the body grew over it, but it was still a nub in there. You put a potato on that and after a couple of days, sucks it right out. So the castor oil, actually, you, you put it on cotton flannel and you put a hot pack on there and the heat will actually start to clean stuff out. It doesn't necessarily just draw it right into cotton flannel. The mud can also do that. I've seen mud actually on the sinuses is like that, that face mask type of thing. Um, it does a drawing effect in terms of being able to clear, because what it's doing, it's causing you to bring new fresh fluid in there, which then also causes your body to dump through the bloodstream and through the lymphatics and stuff like that. So your whole face is filled with this lymphatic tissue. Um, 
And then two, if you got a people that have a lot of the redness and swelling and stuff like that, just like you would do on a redness and swelling in your arm, put an ice pack. I've known many people that, again, because what the ice does is it shrinks the inflammation and it literally squeezes the tissue. It helps to kind of clean it out. So sometimes you can actually do direct stuff. Now we get into also environment. Okay. Now some people, maybe they eat well and, and they don't have a broken nose and they got good teeth or something like that. But maybe it's the environment that you live in. This is where I, you know, I made notes for myself. My grandpa blow, right? <laughs> My grandpa always, he was the guy that always had the, you know, the, the handkerchiefs and he was blowing his nose all the time and, and clearing his throat out and stuff like that. One, like, like I said, yes, he got his nose broke, but he was also, he worked in a factory. Grandpa was a, a foreman, or I think so, that's what he, you know, at, at the Buick plant up in Flint, which means he was often, so if you work in a plant, like for instance, the tool and die guys, or, or in a, a plant, if you work in an area where there's lots of dust and stuff in the air, your body is constantly making this mucus in order to trap this poison so it doesn't get into your lungs, it doesn't get into your heart, blah, blah, blah. Now, sometimes people, it's their, they think they have a clean house, but they have a, a dirty house. And sometimes, you know, again, getting um, the, uh, the forced air, getting your ducts clean can make a huge difference because if you're constantly having a reaction, you have to be on these, you know, these pills to stop you from breathing your crap air. So cleaning that thing out, a lot of times people also have found uh, there are these really good air filters. Sometimes it's mold. Sometimes you got mold, especially black mold. That's one that you can get these tests and you better know if you got black mold because black mold is the thing that can turn into really bad sinus lung problems. And you find a lot of people that even, you know, people that have really bad sinus problems, they can take the tissue or the, the fluid and culture it and there's many people where they find mold in their, you're molding on the inside. There's mold in your sinuses. There's mold in your boogers. Well, where'd that mold come from? It came from your breathing the mold. So a lot of times it's, it's, you got to also look at your house and uh, clean up the house. There's a couple things, like I said, is, is, um, uh, the, um, uh, air filters. Um, I also like what's called a halo therapy. There are these little machines that you can get where it's sending a fan and it's pushing air through like Himalayan salt or salt, which is that cleans the air and it actually does that. Now, there's one that you can do where you can breathe it into your lungs, but also if we're trying to target it into the nose, it's what's called a neti inhaler. And it is this little, you know, like those one of those things that you stick up your nose, like the, that has this nice botanicals or even like something that like it fits up in the nose. Kind of looks like a chapstick thing with a rounded edge. Well, what it has in there is it also has salt plus some herbs and stuff like that, like eucalyptus. And so it actually kind of opens you up. But what you're doing is you're breathing air through salt, especially um, Himalayan salt or, this uh, again, these types of hard rock salts. What it's doing is the salt literally is treating the air, and it's anti-infective. You can get these salt rooms. So, like, the, the ultimate is, like, a sauna that's made out of, like, salt, and the salt heats up, and it, uh, the salt lamps hamp, too. But I'm, you know, talking about they make it so you can actually breathe it right into the nose. And that's a thing. If you live in a toxic environment or even if you have any of these other conditions, which is the infection, it's your teeth or something like that. It's essentially kind of breathing in almost like a natural antibiotic, but it's it's good. And it's, you know, again, not like the bad thing of an antibiotic. 
Um, and uh, that's one of the things in terms of how can it, I get it up into the sinuses. We talked about, like, for instance, even doing like the neti pot. The neti pots can be very, very, they make this mechanical one. And I really like, if you're going to clean this out with what water do you use? You use salt water. So let's say a good sea salt in the water. And then sometimes you use xylitol, powdered xylitol in the water. And then sometimes you use a half and half mixture of uh, hydrogen peroxide because then that creates, um, now don't use straight hydrogen peroxide, you know, the one in the brown bottle, the one that you could buy at like CVS. You're going to cut that in half with water because if you did it straight, it bubble up and fizz like that like crazy. You want it like half and half um, and, and, and sometimes even less than that, right? So the point is, is what it's doing is it's liberating oxygen. And many of the infection stuff that is inside the actual local sinuses and the teeth and stuff like that are these anaerobic. And which means it's kind of like if you give them oxygen, it's kind of like the, the Wicked Witch of the West. Ah, I'm melting. Same, the salt does the same thing. So there's a couple things that we can provide and bathe that area in these different types of airs and juices. So the neti pot is the juices, salt water, xylitol water, hydrogen peroxide water. And then, like I said, the inhaler or even the halo therapy where we're just in an environment where we're especially sleeping, when we're sleeping at night. Uh, and then, again, there are many, many people that it's also connected to a um, uh, sleep apnea. And uh, the the um, apnea machine has been very, very helpful and uh, in terms of keeping the sinuses up and getting them to breathe and stuff like that. Um, but this is from the top to the bottom and the bottom to up everything it could be. Um, and the big thing is, again, tracking it down where it is for you. Now, I have, there's people where it's the trifecta of all of these things. And many people go, when am I going to fix it? Oh, if you got all of these things, and see, again, the sinuses are doing that because it's reacting to one of these things. There's something toxic that you're making it breathe, that you're making it be in, that you're not letting it clean out. And that's the biggest thing is it's, again, the, the problems in sinuses are oftentimes a, a legitimate reaction to something else that's going on that it's your body is desperate to get you to track it down. Now, that's what I do is I can help to track and I can do these testing methods and also determination and help guide you through these things so that we can come to the actual what is it. And once we've, you know, done everything that needs to be possible, then we can say, ah, then then it works. Because um, many times with sinuses, the people that even are the experts or, for instance, you going, well, I just went to the store and I took on the counter is leading you in a wrong direction and it's giving you relief, but it's robbing Peter to pay Paul and eventually it really will, you know, come calling. And uh, uh, people that deal with sinuses and really track it down, especially with the dental stuff, they buy, you got to get this under your head. You're going to buy yourself more years of life or even more quality of the years that you get because you know, sinus problems are misery for many people. And they're also misery for the people that are around you. I'm sorry, but we're annoying. You know, my wife will tell me like, oh, did you eat dairy? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can tell. You just started to get sniffly. And I'm like, darn it, you're right, you know. But it's true because there are sometimes, now I can handle dairy sometimes and sometimes I can't. So there's different factors. And, and uh, it also has to do with how strong your body is. But if your body has to be that strong to take something, 
um, then, you know, it might be better to cut it out for a while and at least track down what to cut out and what to, to bring in because that's another thing. It's just, food is high on the totem pole of the list, which is, and that means it's another thing that you're doing to yourself and you just don't know it. And uh, those are great things to know about because if you can track those things down and go into life, then you've just taken off a big, huge chunk of what is the big cause of our problems uh, of especially Western people. That's what it is, 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 is we're not getting enough and it's too toxic and we're just not doing the right things. And it's also connected to a couple things that it's staring you right in front of your face, but you wouldn't think about it. Oh yeah, the teeth are right there. Oh yeah, my guts are right there. Oh yeah, there's that time I got my nose broken. Oh yeah, there's that whiplash that I had. Oh my goodness. I just didn't put two to it together. It's huge because I've had a lot of success with, with sinus people and tracking these things down and putting them together and, and satisfying what the body is saying. I need you to fix for me. And again, that is a lot of sinuses is the canary in the coal mine. It's telling you something's going on. So start listening, listening to your body and I can help you. So it's Jason Eagle, your natural authority until next time. Bye bye.